Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name's Rick Samprin. The Blue Bombers are Grey Cup champions again after beating the Tiger Cats 33-25 in overtime at Tim Hortons Field. And Tiger Cats fans are dejected. The Fifth Quarter Podcast starts now. We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the Fifth Quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Gray Cup edition. Oh, take a breath, Ticats fans. This one is a bitter pill to swallow. Despite a roller coaster affair at Tim Hortons Field, the Tiger Cats championship drought will continue. Winnipeg goes back to back, beating the Tiger Cats 33 25 in overtime. Lots to talk about tonight. An incredible amount of decisions, actions, and reactions to unpack tonight. There will be some second guessing. There should be some second guessing. Uh, it just does not feel okay being a Ticats fan once again. This was not as reminiscent as 2014 at BC Play Stadium against Calgary, but certainly get that same kind of feeling. That this team was right there, right there, and just could not get the job done. Full credits to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. They showed their championship medal tonight. And while the Ticats pushed them and pushed them hard and had a healthy lead going into the fourth quarter, 19-10 at one point, 22-10 early in the fourth, the Ticats could not lock it down. And so for the next 90 minutes or 80 minutes at about now, uh, we'll talk about tonight's game. This year's team and what could have been, because this is a what could have been type of show. We'll still vote for our player of the game, brought to you by Metalogic's Complete Metal Management. We will have our fifth quarter fan of the night. Big play of the game, lots of stats for you, and of course, the fifth quarter is all about you, the fans of the black and gold. 905 645 3221 star 9900 on your smartphone to call in and vote for your player of the game. Talk about tonight's game. This is going to be uh, an emotional show. And we knew that going in. It was going to be an emotional show either way. There was either going to be a ton of jubilation and elation and relief and celebration. Uh, tonight, that is all what Winnipeg fans are feeling. Ticats fans are feeling dejected again. Oh, so close, yet so far. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. We are also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page, so you can log on to Facebook Head over to CHML's page and chime in there. Give me your thoughts on tonight's Grey Cup loss, 33-25. First Grey Cup since 96 in Hamilton. Ticats had an opportunity for the first time in 49 years to win a championship on home turf. Uh, but it just not 
uh, was just not meant to be. As uh, the bombers go back to back for the first time since 09 uh, 2010, Montreal Alouettes. Great game, exciting game, lots of ups and downs, but the Bombers are going back home with the Grey Cup trophy once again. We'll have the Grey Cup MVP, the Grey Cup top Canadian as well, and of course your reaction to what we just saw here tonight. To the phones we go, and Dave has called in from Stony Creek. Dave, welcome to the fifth quarter Grey Cup edition. How are you? That says it all. <laughs> that, that definitely says it all. What a, uh, just what a, I don't even know what the word is. Uh, you know, there's a couple ways to look at it. I'm going to be positive mostly. I don't know, believe it or not. Look, I don't know the call. Everybody's going to say about this call of taking a knee. I'll question that. Um, too bad Eklund couldn't hang on to that ball in the end zone. But here's what we need to look at. We had so many, so many people missing on defense. And uh, we had Williams missing. We had Addison missing. Uh, we had Teddy Laurent. Missing, we had Teddy Laurent, and they still took. We still took them to overtime. Uh, it's a, I'm heartbroken. We didn't win. Uh, we could have. We should have. We we should have won that game. Simply, we should have beat them. We I think we played well enough, and I think we're you know at, for the most of the game. You know, even that that you know that I don't know. Conceding that point was probably the difference. But um, look, this team gave us. This year, uh, last few weeks, uh, gave us some lightness in this time of darkness. Uh, and we have some dark days ahead of us. This team took our mind off what is going on in the world today. So we got to thank him for that. We got to thank him of the year. We, we got to think about, you know, we've had the pleasure of watching Simone and Banks, and they're into their latter years. God bless them. How long? How much longer are we going to have them here to watch? Um, yeah, I, I think we have the greatest owner in the league. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we can put it together in the next year or two. I think we're almost there, Rick. I really do. I think uh, a few acquisitions here and there, and I think we're going to we're, we're very shortly. Our, our best days as a team and our best days as a city is just around the corner. Everybody remember that. This is a tough one to swallow and a heartbreaker, but uh, Hamiltonians will dust ourselves off, and uh, we'll, 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 we know where we're going to go. Very well said. Do you have a player of the game tonight? I guess I'm going to I'm going to same as only because he came off the bench and he actually gave us a chance to win i'm in agreement with you there dave thanks for your call tonight and all season long and uh, enjoy the off season we'll be back soon yes sir we'll see you next year that is dave from stony creek kicking things off in style uh yeah jeremiah masoli i think gets my pick for player of the game there's there's a lot of guys i think we could have picked today uh masoli coming off the bench 20 of 25 185 yards Two TDs, you know, the one pick in overtime, a a crazy tip ball. I'm not sure we can blame him for that. You know, that Jalen Acklin near reception for a touchdown at the end of regulation. Wow, what a play. What a defensive play by the Bombers. The one, uh, there's so many plays in this ballgame, but the one play, the one decision that I think is going to haunt this team, this coaching staff, is conceding the kickoff single. It's 24-22. There's a buck 52 to go. And White is in the end zone on the kickoff. I mean, has a lot of room ahead of him. A lot of room ahead of him. So, you know, let's say he gets to the 20. Let's say he gets to the 25. Let's say he just gets to the 15. I know there's a buck 50 to go or thereabouts. 
you know you got to drive the field anyways. Why give Winnipeg another point? I think that was a bad decision. Now, whether that was Jeff Reinbold or whether that was head coach Orlando Steinauer, I mean, we can second guess. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Sure, I understand. I, I, I understand the decision. I think. Listen, let's give them the point. We got a we got guaranteed field position. We're going into the wind. Um, we, we're going to need the field goal anyways. Darnier got the touchdown, but got the trifecta at least to tie the game. That single point hurts. Absolutely hurts. And I know the conceded sing or the conceded safety earlier on in the ball game. Let's not forget Winnipeg also conceded a safety as well. Nine zero five six four five three two two one star nine nine hundred on your cell phone. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Vote for your player of the game. Brought to you by Metalogics Complete Metal Management. We are live until eleven thirty tonight. We are going to be breaking down this game, getting your thoughts on this game, getting your thoughts on this. 2021 season you know it was a season that came when there was no season last year and Ticats fans were entertained throughout the year CFL fans were certainly entertained throughout the year it was fun to watch but this ending really really hurts going to take our first break here of the fifth quarter when we come back we have Alan and Brian on the line we have tons of tweets and emails to get through Facebook messages as well Hang tight. This is going to be another emotional fifth quarter here, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The most entertaining, unfiltered, and passionate post-game show in Canada. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Rick Samprin with you. It is a Winnipeg Blue Bombers championship victory once again. An excruciating loss for Ticats and Ticats fans. 33-25 in overtime. 1999, and that championship team remains the last title winners here in Steeltown. 905-645-3221, star 9900. The phone numbers to call to get your thoughts in here on the fifth quarter as we chat about the 108th Grey Cup in the city of Hamilton. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. Also, we're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can tune in and comment there as well. Randy on email says, Good evening and happy Grey Cup Championship Day, Rick. Yikes. A horrendous and shocking call to give up a safety with 150 left. It's actually a single, but I get your point. Terrible offensive play calls all game, including the one at first and goal deep in the Winnipeg end. What was Tommy Condell thinking? I think bad coaching cost the Cats this game. All I wanted for Christmas was a Grey Cup championship. We needed to believe. I will be glad to listen to the follow-up on Good Morning Hamilton all week. Randy continues to write, A great show by the city of Hamilton and all involved in the game. Very well planned. A too-close game for my liking. Uh, once again, horrific officiating all season, terrible kicking by Whitford today, ineffective safety coverage in overtime by the Cats, two bad plays in a row by Carriel Brooks, too far off the play. My player of the game for Hamilton was hard to choose from, Stavros Katsatonis, Jared uh, Jagera Davis, Cameron Kelly, but due to overcoming adversity, I give the player of the game to Jeremiah Masoli. 
Let's hope Dane Evans is okay. I still do not like it when a team can only dress two QBs. This needs to be addressed by the CFL. You have to get to the big game. We did. Thank you for the fifth quarter in New York. CHML is the best. The best sports talk show in Canada. The best host. Uh, honest to God, Randy's writing this. Uh, best wishes for the Christmas season and Happy New Year, Randy in Oakville. Thank you for the email, Randy. I'll get to another one here. Anthony writes, we made it to the Grey Cup at home, but unfortunately we fell short. Dane is okay for next season. Play of the game, the crowd, unreal. Not enough offense at all tonight to win the game. See you in 2022. Rick, that email from Anthony. All right, let's go to the phones at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Alan has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Alan. Welcome to the show. Hi, Rick. How are you doing? Uh, you know, a little little stunned. Yeah, well, I'm a little stunned, but I'm a little more pissed off than I am stunned, Rick. So uh, in terms of your last uh, email you read, that caller was absolutely right. That call that Tommy Condell made, uh, first and five uh, down in, 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 in on that drive, is absolutely brutal. They haven't run the ball well all day, and he runs it up the gut. Are you kidding me? When you have a deep end zone like that, you have to throw the ball there twice. If you can't get open on a five-yard curl or an eight-yard curl and a 20-yard end zone on two plays, then you don't deserve it. But to run the ball and waste it down on that was an absolutely stupid call. There's nothing else for it. The bigger thing I want to talk about, Rick, and I'm going to take exception when you said you know, hindsight's 2020. Giving up that single point. It's, it's not 2020. That's the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. So I don't know whether that player who back there is just stupid and didn't understand the situation, or the coaches didn't are stupid and didn't tell him what to do. Okay, but to give up a point in a game like that when you're down by two is at, there is zero zero excuse for that, Rick. And whoever decision that was, whether it's the player, the coaches, or both of them, they should be fired immediately. Because there is zero excuse, there's zero rationale for doing that. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life, and that's what cost them the game. They could have went down at that five-yard line and kicked a field goal to win the game, and they would have won by a point. But no, no, they don't do that. He makes a stupid call on the five-yard line. But to give up that point is the worst thing I've seen in sport in a long time in terms of stupid. It, it almost goes back to the Super Bowl. When when uh, when the Seattle Seahawks threw the ball on the three or four yard line and and New England picked it off, it borders that stupidity there. So please, Rick, don't say hindsight's twenty twenty or you know we don't know. We do know, and whoever's that decision that was, you know what the coaches should be fired who have made that decision. And if that player is so stupid back there in that situation and doesn't understand the situation, he shouldn't have been there. And shame on him for doing that. And the coaches who are responsible for that, whether it's Ryan Bold or whoever the hell else is doing it, they cost the game, and it's on them, and it's deplorable. I can't believe they made that decision. Like That's the stupidest thing, Rick, I've ever seen in my entire life next to Seattle throwing the ball at the three-yard line. I'm not kidding. Like, come on, Rick. Stop saying it's hindsight or 2020 or we don't know. Like, there was no rationale for making that. He was about four yards deep in the end zone. He wasn't 25 yards deep in the end zone when he caught that. Okay, He had at least 20 yards to run, and he, it puts his knee down right away. Are you kidding me? In a two-point game, and you do that? So, you know what? They, they deserve to lose. You can't make stupid decisions like that and expect to beat any kind of team, let alone a good football team. You can't expect that. So, they deserve what they got. The coaches have to be fired, whoever is responsible, and that player... God love him. If he was told to do it, okay, I'm not going to blame him. 
But if he did that and he wasn't told not to do it or he did it on his own, then he has an IQ of a small dog and he shouldn't be playing football. That's brutal. Alan, I love your passion. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, I, I, you know what? I, I have to give it to the defensive line. I thought they played really well. Uh, you know, Dale and Wynn and all those guys. I thought they played well. But, and the other thing, Rick, that's secondary. All year, when the, when, the, when the chips are down, there's guys running five and ten yards open all the time, all year long. The front four, I think the linebackers played well. That's secondary. All year long, when they need a stop or a big play late in the game, again today, guys are wide open on the two-point conversion. Like, the guy was about 12 yards open on the two-point conversion that Kolaris throws. Like, are you kidding me? There's another blown coverage. That secondary has been a joke all year. It's too bad because the front seven, I think, have done a good job. They did a good job tonight. But that secondary, whoever the hell's coaching the secondary, is that Craig Butler? Who's doing that? Uh, secondary coach? Yeah, Butler's back there. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, well, you know what? Fire him, too. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's a secondary. No, but come on, Rick. That secondary all year has made brutal decisions in a lot of games with wide-open blowing coverages. How many games have played bowling like that this year on the secondary? I don't blame it on the front four or the front seven. That secondary has been very bad many times. And again today, on the touchdown and then the two-point conversion, that guy was 10 yards wide open in the end zone, that guy. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, Rick, you can't make stupid decisions like this and, and blowing coverage just like that time after time to expect to win. I'm just disappointed that coaching staff, uh, they're accountable for that decision and the end zone give it up a point. And there's no justification whatsoever for that. I don't care what anybody says. And Orlando will get on there and say, well, we thought, we thought we'd get field position. Give me a freaking break, okay? No way. Don't, don't try to sell that. And if the fans buy that kind of crap, they deserve what they get. All right. Thanks for the call, Alan. That, that sums it up. That sums up the, the, the passion, the frustration, the dejection. Alan sums it up in a nutshell. Tweets from Val. Well, rats, entertaining game, but the penalties killed us again in losing effort, Masoli, our star. Uh, Markets, I guess is his handle. No holding call on Simone Lawrence being held. A crucial soft holding call against Hamilton the very next series. Jimmy writes, it was still a great game. We will be back next year. Oski Wee Wee. Hawkeye writes on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, came down to one single point. It sure did. In the end, it sure did. Uh, and uh, RH says, we lost the Great Cup by one knee. And Mark writes, this was a great game again. We took penalties. Uh, one hashtag I won't repeat on air, the other one hashtag fifth quarter. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. We have Adrian, Brian, Vincent on the line. We're going to get to you when we come back here after the commercial break. Email your thoughts on tonight's Grey Cup loss against the Bombers, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at Rick Samprin, at am900chml. And you can also join us on CHML's Facebook page as well. It is already the most watched um, fifth quarter on Facebook this season, understandably so. Fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford continues here on 900 CHML. 
It's where Ticats fans come together. This is the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Winnipeg 33, Hamilton 25 in overtime. The Blue Bombers are back-to-back Grey Cup champions, beating Hamilton both times. What is it with Winnipeg? I mean, they... They've won a lot of their titles against the Tiger Cats and now add two more when you uh, pile in 2019 and now 2021. Who is your player of the game? You can call with your thoughts on tonight's game. Uh, That Tim White single on the kickoff, obviously, and rightfully so, getting a lot of play. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. We're also live on CHML's Facebook page. You can tune in there as well. Let's get to some Facebook comments. Dave writes, congrats to Ticats for playing a good game. To my Bombers, well done. Allen says, a tough loss for sure. On the edge of my seat the whole second half. Danny simply says, I'm stunned. Allen writes, is it June yet? Brad says, player of the game, the city of Hamilton for putting on an amazing great cup. Boo to whomever made the call to give up the single. Uh, one more before we get back to the phones. Here at 905-645-3221, star 9900. Jen says, this loss hurts. So many questionable decisions, uh, but they made it interesting. At least it was a game unlike the last great cup. Sadly, the don- the drought continues. On to the next season. Masoli is the player of the game. Thank you for doing the fifth quarter. See you next season. All right, back to the phones. And uh, Brian's been waiting for a line. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm a little stunned here t- uh, tonight. <laughs> yeah, uh, i got to no be good. honest. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on the last caller. I I can't understand the two passes, the last two passes, the one down before overtime on third down and then the one in overtime. Our best receiver is Speedy Banks. You're paying him the most money. He can make anything out of a short pass. You're paying him all season long. They didn't use him. So I figured, okay, maybe he was hurt. But in the biggest game of the year, how many times did he get thrown the ball? Uh, Tonight, let's see. Brandon Banks. Oh, it just refreshed on me. Um... He ran the ball two times for seven yards, and he made four catches for 32. He was targeted a team high eight times. Yeah, he honestly, that guy, he's our best receiver, and they tried to throw the ball to number 80, who's had a pretty good season, but he's not, he doesn't have the pedigree of a, of a, of a speedy Banks. I'm just wondering why you're spending all your money on the guy that you're not using as your primary receiver. Well, no, it's a good point. I mean, we know that Speedy takes a lot of double teams, but in saying that, I mean, he does get paid the big bucks to make the big plays. Yeah. And And they didn't make enough of them. If Jeremiah Mazzoli is anywhere near the team next year, then we're in trouble. Like, I know he led the team down for that field goal, but I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. There's no way that guy's a starting quarterback in the CFL if you want to win the Grey Cup. That's it. I think if. Evans doesn't get hurt. Maybe we come back and win that game. We have a better shot at it, anyways. Well, I mean, you can't. Yeah, you can't guarantee it. He was four for nine, twenty-four yards in an interception. I would have loved to see him play the whole game. Obviously, he didn't. He didn't play well tonight, and it just was not obviously meant to be for him tonight. 
But you can't you can't judge it on four passes. You know what no. I mean? You gotta you gotta give him the whole the whole season and he the whole game. I mean, and he is just so much more decisive and he throws a much crisper ball. And uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I, th- I think these. I think he's the guy next year. Masoli might be a backup. I don't know. I, 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 if I, I'm the Ticats, Dane Evans thing. is my guy. Do you think? Do you think that Speedy Banks, the money that he's making, is withholding? Like, were they trying to tell him that he shouldn't be playing anymore? Like, why wasn't he featured as a as a as a the star receiver on the team? He's making. I'm I'm sure he's making big bucks. Yeah, I mean, let's not forget he was injured this season. I really uh, he that, was not. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't. Re, he wasn't injured last week in Toronto, and he he wasn't injured tonight. And I don't know. I would have just made sure that I got him the ball. Let's On not the biggest strides of the year. He wasn't even looked at. Yeah, who's your player of the game just, tonight? Uh, anybody on the defensive line or the linebackers? All right, so you're going defense. Thanks for the call, Brian. Bye. Uh, you know, just a thought on Speedy. Yeah, yeah, he is double teamed a lot. Uh, let's not forget he's 33 now. You know, he's not 26 or 27. Uh, and in saying that, he's you know he's the 2019 most outstanding player. I mean, he had a phenomenal 2019. The off year and this season, uh, he was not the same player. It, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Look at his statistics. Look at his execution. Um, was not that elite breakaway, spread-the-defense type of player this season. Just was not. I mean, you can't, you can't argue that at all. Great player, one of the best still on the team, but just not the same. Did not have that 2019 feel to him. Adrian has been waiting for a while here on the fifth quarter. Good evening, Adrian. How are you? Hey, Rick. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, I have a question before I kind of lay into this. On that, that last rouge there, can they not just take the ball at the 35? Like, I know folks are saying, well, he shouldn't have given up the point, but can they not just take the ball at the 35? It was a field goal that Winnipeg kicked to go ahead. Uh, yes. So, so there was no reason. Like, that's what I don't understand from that coaching decision. Winnipeg has the wind. You're up. Uh, you're up two points. And uh, no, down two. Uh, down sorry, down, down two, two points. Down two points, and you've got uh, a minute and change. I give a minute fifty or some odd left. That's what I don't understand. Like you should never have had him kick it. Not you can't blame the the player, the special teams coach for telling him to take a knee if the ball ends up in the end zone. But you can blame them for letting them kick that ball at all. It makes no sense. Uh, but that's really like you know as much as that I think is obviously a, a clear uh, defined turning point. You know, we also had several turnovers where we got the ball and didn't the defense, you know, had a couple picks and we didn't really do much with those. Uh, we took some silly penalties. Uh, but the other thing that it just this season and a little bit of last season has just plagued me is Condell just doesn't seem to want to run the ball. Uh, Jackson had less than double the amount of, of carries than uh, Nazoli. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. You've got to a solid running back why he wouldn't run the ball much. I don't want to drone on too much. You know, it was uh, pretty heartbreaking to to watch that. But, you know, thanks to the the Hamilton Football Organization for another good season. And I've been watching this team for a long time. And, you know, these past few seasons, we've seen the energy come back to us. So I, uh, it's been, it's been a slice, you know, as much as this was really hard to watch. Uh, Player of the game has got to be Jagarit Davis for me. All right, Adrian, appreciate the call.
Uh, vote for Jagera Davis, who had uh, another solid outing tonight for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, but it was not meant to be uh, one tackle, by the way, and he also had uh, a sack that turned into a nine-yard loss. Not meant to be for the Ticats tonight. They lose 33-25 in overtime. By the way, we're going live until 11.30 tonight. Plenty of time for you to get in your car from Tim Hortons Field, get on the HSR, whatever the case is. Give us a call. Send us an email. Um, go on CHML's Facebook page. Tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Uh, get your voice heard tonight on the final edition of the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Uh, Jim on Twitter says they had it. They had it, and they blew it. Why did White give up one instead of bringing it out? Best we could do with three than was tie it, and I can't even remember the last time we won in overtime. My poor father can't take it. Masoli for player of the game. See you next year. R.H. writes, I'm also thinking we should have gone for it on third and goal at the two. If you don't make it, the Bombers have to go 108 yards to score. TD would have put them up 27 to 10. It was a two-score game regardless. Tim writes, it hurts, but that's what sports is all about. Thank you, Ticats, for a great season. And David writes, if the CFL wants to be taken seriously, Improve the product. Send Andre Pru to Tuktoyaktuk and tell him he is refing a preseason game and leave him there forever. How many years can this clown be bad in a championship game? And uh, Davioli says elementary coaching and play calling. Knee in the end zone was a joke. Not being able to punch it in on the four yard line. Another joke. If fans think 22 years of no success in an eight team league is good, we'll get them next year. Then. They're delusional. Simple, he writes. One more. Uh, This one from Francesco. You're on the three-yard line towards the end of the third quarter. You're about to be going into the wind for the final quarter. Why do you kick a field goal? You don't have a single play that can get you three yards. Cowardice. Uh, The venom's starting to flow here on the fifth quarter on 900 CHML. Email from James. Well, Rick, there goes another season. Last game of the year. Wrong side of the score again. My poor father can't take it. He stripped his Ticats jersey off and threw it across the room. Did I mention he's 71? He's cursing a blue streak and looking for a new team to cheer for next year. We both can't believe White gave up the point when he had room to run. He takes it out and we win in regulation. I can't even remember the last time we won in overtime. It has to be at least 15 years. If you told me in the lean years we'd lose back-to-back cups, I would have taken it. But now it hurts. See you next year. Masoli for player of the game. Hashtag Oski Wee Wee. Hashtag fifth quarter. Hashtag 900 CHML. And hashtag is it 2022 yet? Not yet. Uh, but this is going to be a long and I think painful offseason for many Ticats fans. Again, we're live until 1130 tonight. We'll get all your calls on air, including this one from Vincent, who's called into the fifth quarter. Vincent, good evening. Yes. Yes. Hello. Um, Rick Sanford, how how are you doing? I'm good. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, at least the the Hamilton Tiger Cats made it in in the in the Grey Cup. I I don't want to be too long um, on on your program, but uh, Tiger Cats will get much better. There's always next next season. Next season. There certainly is. Who's your player of the game tonight? 
Masoli. All right. Thanks for the call, Vincent. He's going with Jeremiah Masoli and another wait till next year. Jake has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Jake. How you doing? How you doing? I'm not doing well either. I can give you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Go for it. The good was the city of Hamilton rose to the occasion with that great cup. It was so nice seeing football back. Being at, being at Tim Hortons Field with my dad, who's 85, who's been a lifelong Ticat fan, and the atmosphere there was second to none, including the halftime show. The bad, the bad was our secondary. The bad was the, the amount of calls against Hamilton compared to Winnipeg. It was so lopsided, I felt. And the ugly. As soon as that one-point blunder happened, I turned to my dad and said, that's going to come back to bite us. Why would they do that? I know it's been brought up a few times. It just did not make any sense, and it just let out a little bit of a gasp of momentum. It didn't make sense at all. Our defensive line played fantastic. They saved a few touchdowns from happening. But I must also give the hats off to, uh, to, to Winnipeg okay, and Calaris. He was on point at the end when, uh, when it was needed, and I hate to say it, but hats off to them. So, yeah, next year, but when are we going to get the Grey Cup in Hamilton and the Ticats being in the Grey Cup final? That's probably never going to happen again. Well, it could, it could happen in 2023, but we just don't know. You know, I just don't know. It seemed like all the stars were lining this year, but uh, it, was, it was just so disappointing, and we had our chances. We had our chances, so... It'll be interesting to see what the rest of the callers say, but that, that one-point blunder is going to come, is, was going to come back to haunt us, and it did. Uh, and who's your player of the game? i uh, got to go with uh, Mazzoli. You know what? He came in, and he changed the momentum. As much as I liked Evans, I was at the Toronto game last week. He came in and was that spark. I will admit uh, Evans was, was slow. He was flat uh, when he was in, and uh, Mazzoli came in, and he, and he was a spark plug. He ran the ball well. Um, his passing was, was mediocre. It was so nice to see Speedy B get that touchdown. I thought, wouldn't that be the redemption that he needed of him having that winning touchdown? But uh, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. It was not. Jake, appreciate the call. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Um, another Jake made up or uh, called up and asked about the uh, whether the Ticats could have scrimmaged from the 35, and Mark tweeted in, and yeah, he's he's absolutely right. No, they can't scrimmage from the 35 after a field goal inside three minutes of the game. I forgot about that part. Yeah, you can scrimmage after a field goal anytime other than inside three minutes, uh, but uh, Mark is right uh, with his tweet uh, into the show. Uh, Soju writes, player of the game, number nine, Dane Evans. Second, the season ticket holders, same crap all year, no gas left by the end of the fourth where is the conditioning? Where is the coaching? Hashtag fifth quarter. My team has got to be rebuilt. Coaches out. Bye-bye, Condell et al. Sarah writes, we came in with low expectations for the Ticats being longtime season seed holders, and we're just happy they made it to the Grey Cup. Even though we lost by a point and unnecessarily uh, penalties, we were still entertained. Congrats to the Bombers. Uh, email from Tom. Unbelievable game with two outstanding teams. Every player gave 100%. The win factor reminded me of the 1965 Grey Cup, the win bowl, when the Cats beat Winnipeg 22-16, with all the scoring done with the wind and the Bombers conceding three safeties. Sadly, the outcome was different this time. Cheers, Tom, from 
Guelph. One more email to get to before we go back to the phones. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. While I'm absolutely speechless, it was a great game, but that overtime was a heartbreaker. We have a lot to look forward to next season. I'm happy with what we accomplished, but this should have been our year to win. I have to say I was crying at the uh, at the end zone bar and grill tonight, but the atmosphere was amazing. The defense really kept us in it. It was a sad night, but also a good night in so many ways. Keep your head up, Tiger Cats fans. We can look forward to 2023. Player of the game, the whole team. They gave their 100%, but they needed to give 110%. That email from Alan. I'm not sure the 10% would have mattered, but I understand your sentiment. All right, quick break. When we come back, Anthony, Paul, Dave, and Corey on the line. You're listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. 33-25 in overtime. The final Winnipeg beats Hamilton in the 108th the Grey Cup at Tim Hortons Field. Ticats fans certainly uh, feeling a range of emotions tonight after their team was oh so close to ending their championship drought. So we're kind of, uh, well, we're, we're, we're talking through it. We're, we're trying to <laughs> make sense of what we just watched. Some things are really uh, hard to fathom. The um, conceding the kickoff single with 150 left to play. Uh, really went a long way to deciding how this game ended up. And uh, although we didn't know at the start of this game that this would be an overtime affair, we certainly got that feeling in the fourth quarter as Winnipeg was charging back. Uh, But man, oh man, that one-point kickoff single is going to haunt this team for a long, long time. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. Brought to you by Metalogics Complete Metal Management. You can tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at am900chml. Also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can tune in there as well. Uh, Ted on CHML's Facebook page, some costly penalties contributed to Winnipeg's momentum to their scores. Unfortunate loss, but kudos for Masoli for picking up the pieces and leading the charge. Amy writes, yes, Bombers, yes. Bill says that hurts big, bigger than the loss from 2019. Have to wait again. Thank you for the fifth quarter. All the best. Now we wait for next season. Player of the game, the team, they showed up to play tough loss uh, that uh, message from ted uh gotta thank all our fans for chiming in on chml's facebook page more messages to come on that front as well you are um, basically filling up the phone deck tonight and i really appreciate that no doubt about it Corey has been holding on the latest we do have anthony paul dave and andrew also in the line let's go to Corey here on the fifth quarter Corey, good evening how are you hey rick you got me i got you um, you know, like, like I call in most weeks and call in for years. And we, we, we lose, we lose 60 to 1. We have the 1 and 16 season. We have three straight 3 and 16 seasons. And I don't know if anything comes down to this kind of thing. But we lose at home in a great cup. And it just feels really bad. Even, even this season. Lost Montreal the last play, lost to Toronto. 
at home, like it, it's just this one really seemed to be our, uh, I don't know, the one that ended the season for us. We lost enough games at home. We never lose games at home, and these were the ones we lost. Very good. Yeah, we're losing you a bit, Corey. Do you have a player of the game? I think we lost him. Sorry, Corey. Yeah, this one's hard to swallow. Uh, you know, it's a championship game. It's going down on the wire. I mean, overtime doesn't happen often. Uh, 2015, 2016, 1961, and 2021. Those are your Grey Cup history overtime games, and the Ticats have uh, fallen in one of them. Dave has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hey, go ahead. Um, just want to say thank you for, of course, uh, having the fifth quarter all season long. Uh, it kind of sucks that we got to end it on a sour note, but um, you know, yeah, you do a great job, and I look forward to uh, hopefully it next year. Thank you, Dave. Uh, your thoughts on tonight's game, and do you have a player well, of the game? Well, I I think when it I think when it started to turn around was when when Winnipeg uh, in the fourth quarter when they got the ball, twenty two to ten, they drove down with ease. I thought, you know, I was, I was watching the game with the boys, and I said they get, the defense just got to get on them here, and they kind of did their old uh, sit back and play prevent defense. And, you know, we saw Montreal and Toronto both come back on us with the same kind of situation, and when they just drove down, they kind of woke their offense up because, you know, the, pretty much the three quarters up to there, you know, the, our, our defense dominated them, held them to field goals, and, you know, it was kind of the same what we did against Toronto and Montreal, bend but don't break in those field goals, but it just seemed like, that drive, they let they let them off the hook. They put their claws back in, and 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 Winnipeg drove down. And I thought that's what what started turning the game around. Yeah, that's a good point. Who's your player of the game tonight? I, you know, at the, the fans, the city of Hamilton. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to go to the game today, but you could hear it on TV. I mean, those Ticat fans showed up, and you know, it's too bad the boys can't do it for them. But you know, by all means, this, this isn't a happy team. They lost in overtime against the champ. I mean. They got to keep their heads up, you know. The one point uh, there at the end was stupid, but in hindsight, what if he gets stuffed at the ten? They don't even get down to the five, you know. So, you know, I see why Steinauer did it. I think it was stupid, but you know, they ended up driving down to the five. And Tony, if you pass Acklin that ball ninety-nine more times, he catches ninety-five of them. It was just one of those times he dropped it. Great cup was in his hands, and you know, could have won right there, and then no one would have been questioning the one point. Totally agree. Dave, appreciate the call. Thanks for a great season of calling in as well. Cheers, buddy. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter uh, at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. Greg writes, giving up that one point basically cost them the game. A Hamilton field goal would have been for the win and not the tie. And that really could have been it. That could have been... The moment with four seconds to go, uh, Michael Domagala, instead of game-tying field goal, could have been a game-winning field goal. Austin, on Twitter, I just wanted to have a moment with my dad with the Ticats winning the Grey Cup. Instead, we're driving home sad and tired. My disappointment is immeasurable, and my day is ruined. And, you know, these are the kind of moments we want to celebrate with our family and our friends, those championship moments, we living through these amazing athletes on the field. And, you know, when a game like this comes about and it does not go our way, 
Uh, we, we certainly feel it. So I, I definitely feel your pain. There's no doubt about that. Rob on CHML's Facebook page, why make the Bombers kick off with the wind and the score 24-22? Couldn't they take the ball in the 35? And again, inside three minutes, no, you can't. A field goal would have won the game. Um, William writes, smartest play all game was the offensive pass interference when Hamilton was leading 22-10. Instead of an interception, Winnipeg ended up with a field goal. Uh, so many, so many plays in this game that if it went another way, it could have been Hamilton's day. Sean writes, if anyone is looking for a new team after another disappointment, come join the double blue. Hashtag Argos, hashtag 17 rings, hashtag fifth quarter player of the game was Ticats fans for being welcoming even to us Argos fans. I got to say the fans were tremendous tonight. Absolutely tremendous. And Karen writes, a disheartening loss, Masoli player of the game, What's the story on Dane? You know what? I'm, I'm not sure what the story is on Dane. You know, anyone who's watching the game probably saw that he was grabbed by the back of the helmet and it looked like his neck got twisted. The helmet got twisted. So whether it's a strained neck, hopefully it's not anything worse than that. Um, it, it did not look good. And let's just hope he's going to be okay. 905 645 star 9900 on your cell. Again, we're going live until 1130 tonight. And heck, if there is a bunch of callers and it's still 1130, we'll keep on going. Anthony is calling into the fifth quarter. Hello, Anthony. Hey, how are you? Uh, you know, disheveled, stunned, shocked, all the all the above. I know. I could imagine. Uh, I'm just a, a few different perspectives. Um, I'm the Ottawa fan, and um, I think this game was lost um, at the coin toss. I thought, you know, with that wind, um, whoever won the coin toss, um, and had the ball in the fourth quarter if the game was close. I mean, Hamilton fans, like, you know, fire this, fire that. They competed. They competed against the best team in the league, and I thought they were actually a little bit better today. But they lost the game at that coin toss, I thought, because and O'Shea is not a fool. He, he immediately deferred to the second half, and, um, you know, you, you were right to mention that they, you know, everybody's bringing up this single point, but... Um, you were right to mention that they gave up a, a two-point con. What was it? A two-point um, safety. Safety. Thank you. Um, and instead of running around the end zone, um, they conceded it immediately and um, gave the ball right back to Hamilton with the wind. Uh, the point of the, the safety was to um, you know run out that quarter and and then get the wind. But they made that mistake as well. But this giving up a singles and and safeties you know this is a recent thing back in the day no one ever gave up singles no one ever gave up safeties um you 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 cherished every point um i I think that if dean evans had stayed in this game um it never would have gone into overtime um that pass to ackland at at the um close to the end um the end zone there was that tipped or did he drop it what no that yeah that, that was tipped that was tipped that was tipped so so you know but for a finger in there uh, the Cats would be celebrating a Grey Cup. Um, you know, they, they competed against the best team in the league. Um, I thought they lost it at the coin toss because whoever had that win in the fourth quarter, if the game was close, was going to win it. And sure enough, um, you know, I, I was so rooting for Masoli and, and Domagala, who, you know, uh, took took the brunt of some stuff earlier in the year. You know, Masoli was bleeding through his nose and, uh, Dane Evans came onto the field and the fans were cheering and he had to basically say, you know, shut up. Um, 
But um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think Winnipeg has Dane Evans' number. Um, you know, it, it's overtime. I, I, we were the beneficiary as an Ottawa fan. I was a beneficiary of an overtime win. Uh, it's nice, but I don't think Hamilton has anything to be ashamed about. You know, they did compete against the best team in the league. They lost that coin toss at the start of the game that gave Winnipeg the wind in the fourth quarter. And you know what? That's all I've got to say. Um, thanks for the fifth quarter. Keep it going forever. Stay healthy. Have a Merry Christmas and talk to you in June. All right, Anthony, appreciate the call. Bye-bye. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Back to the phones we go. Andrew has been waiting patiently on the line. Hello, Andrew. Hello, you hear me okay? I can hear you loud and clear. All right, perfect. Uh, listen, I just want to call in and make the point, uh, you know, about that single point off the kickoff, right? And we all looked at each other and said, what's going on? But you know what? He executed perfectly. The team executed perfectly. They marched up the field with time running out. Mazzoli threw the pass, and I'm sorry, that was not tipped. Acklin missed it. He must have been dreaming about the parade because we all knew if he caught that, that was it, and it was coming home time, and we could all see it. And the heartbreak, and on the play, if you look closely, he did not tip it, and I feel terrible for him. He's going to have to wear this, and it's a hard, hard loss. But you know what? Yeah, taking the point, you got up to the 35-yard line and marching in determined to, to close it off like that, it would have been perfect, but I guess that's sports. And the, the fairy book ending, the parade, it's all over. And I feel sorry for Ackland. And my player of the game is that guy, Kelly, in the backfield that did the two interceptions. He's turned the whole thing around for us. Awesome. Andrew, appreciate the call. All right. Thanks, man. 905 645 star 9900 on your cell. I, I thought that pass was tipped. I mean, I'll have to look at it again, but the two replays I saw, I thought the Winnipeg defender got a finger and a hand in there to, if not deflect it, at least disrupt or kind of... Um, not allow Ackland to make a clean catch, obviously. Uh, but them's the breaks. I uh, should mention the Grey Cup MVP tonight, Zach Caleros. And, uh, you know, he caps off not only a Grey Cup championship back-to-back, uh, an MOP season as well, the top Canadian Nick Dempsey for the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, Dembski tonight had uh, four catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Caleros was 21 of 32, 240 yards, two TDs, Two picks, of course, both of those by Cameron Kelly. Uh, my thoughts, you know, if, if Hamilton comes back to win this game or, or wins it in regulation, um, Cameron Kelly would have probably gotten serious consideration for most outstanding player. Masoli's probably the other guy, too, depending on, you know, if they punch it in and score a touchdown at the end. Um, yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, that's, that's uh, one thing we cannot, uh, with any certainty, say, you know, who's going to get what based on what we don't know. 905 645 star 9900 on your cell. Another full slate, Mike, Matt, Jason, Mateo, and Anthony. We're going to get to your calls. We're going to take another commercial break. But we'll be back here with a fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcoming Ticats fans, young and old. You're listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. The Blue Bombers go back to back. They beat Hamilton 33 25 in overtime to win the 108th Grey Cup at Tim Hortons Field. Who is your player of the game? It's brought to you by Metalogic's Complete Metal Management. 
Uh, so far, Jeremiah Masoli leading the voting charge. We got a couple of votes for the D-line and the defense. Uh, Zach Caleros, Jagera Davis, fans slash city have a couple of votes. Uh, vote for your player of the game either by calling in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. The email, rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, at am900chml. At Rick Samprin, we're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page as well. Lots of comments coming in there as well, including this one from Chris. I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but imagine the excitement of Hamilton going for the TD instead of the field goal at the end of regulation. And Jay writes, goodbye, Steinhauer, and take your feeble offensive coordinator with you. Condell is suited to a flag football league with his vanilla offense. Good riddance. Uh, the Knives coming out here on the fifth quarter here on 900 CHML. Uh, 33-25, the final score in favor of the Bombers uh, tonight. Ticats lost when they chose defense for OT, writes KG on email, and let Winnipeg set the bar, touchdown and two points. If the Ticats had started pressuring Winnipeg, uh, well, um, well, that, that would have been interesting. You know, I don't... I'm not sure how big of a factor that is. You know, Ticats take the ball first. If they don't score, Winnipeg just needs a field goal. You know, the OT is set up to have a quick, I think, result. We certainly saw that uh, tonight. Email from Angelo. I reckon another boneheaded decision cost the Ticats a cup. I recall Banks had a punt return TD for a cup winner, but we got a holding call to lose that one. Coaching cost Tiger Cat Nation the game today. You need touchdowns and not field goals to win, especially in the CFL. Condell doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Too many passes to the left, to the right, and nothing in the middle. This one hurts a lot, up by 12, and can't find a way to finish and win. I watched this on ESPN2, and how embarrassing this looks to the American audience and probably think what a joke the CFL is. All in all, the Bombers made one more play than us, and that's it. This is another long offseason for Ticat Nation, and frankly, I believe there is no accountability in this organization, meaning the evaluation process is non-existent. Coaches should lose their job for not winning championships, but no one in Hamilton where it's all about the business aspect, which is too bad. We as fans deserve better. Coming second is unacceptable every year. In closing, according to Angelo, thank you, Rick, for all that you do for us on a weekly basis and talk again in June. Player of the game, Santos Knox, Big Ange from Stony Creek. I will say, you know, regarding the American audience, um, I saw a lot of comments, a lot of positive ones on Twitter from Americans watching the game. So I think they were excited. I think they were intrigued by some of the weird rules that we have. <laughs> but uh, all in all, it looked like it was a positive experience for the American viewers. Alberts on Twitter, how do I word this? The roughing uh, penalty after the play seemed to be a first down. Ball should have been moved back 15 with first down, not second and 15. Player of the game is solely for stepping in and doing a good job. And Chris writes, fans for player of the game. The city deserves a W. Unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards. We played our part. All right, back to the phones we go. And Jason has been waiting a while. Jason, you are on the fifth quarter. Go ahead. Hi, Rick. How are you tonight? I'm uh, I'm all right. How about you? Uh, not bad. I just wanted to first off say thank you for all the hard work you do with the fifth quarter. We really appreciate it with all the fans calling in. Thanks. Um, second off, um, I'm not going to complain about the organization. I was at the game. I'm not going to complain about anything. They went to overtime. I'm not happy. I'm not going to be one of these fans that's happy that they played great tonight and everybody should get a medal because of 2021. I'm not one of those fans. Um, disappointed that they lost, but I, again, I just wanted to thank you for everything you do throughout the season. Awesome. Do you, do you have a player of the game? Um, first, uh, no player of the game. I just, I'm, for 
one 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 thing here. I'm just disappointed in the fans. I don't understand why when the Ticats are on offense, the fans got to be yelling and screaming. I just don't understand it. If you go to any NFL games, I'm not comparing the leagues. I love the CFL. But when you go there, when the offense is on the field, the fans are quiet. In our section tonight, we have season tickets. They're usually quiet. Everybody's screaming and yelling. I just don't understand it. Banks was trying to calm the fans down when they were, in the, when they were on the sixth right near the end of the game. Fans are hooting and hollering and stuff like that. I just don't understand it. Yeah, I guess they get caught up in the excitement, but I do get your point. Silent crowd and offense means production, that's for sure. Yeah, I just I just don't get it. I mean, I, I, I understand it's the great cup and you're not you're gonna get some different fans than you get normally during the regular season. I understand that. But it's just people were screaming and hooting and hollering and the players are trying to calm them down. I just don't get it. Again, uh, Rick, just wanted to thank you for everything you do all season and uh, looking forward to talking with you next year. You got it. Thanks, Jason. Have a great night. You too. 905-645-3221, star 9900. We're going until at least 1130. If there's still a caller on the line, we'll go past 1130. No doubt about that. Mike has called into the fifth quarter. Hello, Mike. How are you tonight? Hello, Rick. How's it going? Uh, you know what? I'm. Uh, this is a funny one. This is a funny feeling tonight. Yeah, I know. You're probably sick of hearing that. But uh, this, is, this is heartbreaking. This is, this is the worst feeling. We've lost four great cups in eight years. Um, I was at the game tonight. The city was red. The fans were incredible tonight. We were ready to celebrate. And so many things happened in that game that could have gone the other way. But Poppy White dealing that ball, I know it's been talked about all night Tim, Tim White. Let's get the guy straight. It's Tim White. Sorry, it was Tim White that knelt the ball? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Tim White knelt the ball. It feels like Taylor Reed blocking the back 2016 all over again. It feels like the play that turned the game. Because that field goal that we kicked with four seconds ago was the game-winning field goal. And our whole section erupted when he knelt that ball. We were in the stadium. He had 40, 30 yards around him. There was nobody near him. He could have left. And we could point at this play, that play. And, sorry, there was a couple callers ago. That ball was tipped. Jeremiah threw that ball a little bit behind the receiver on that last play there. It was tipped. It wasn't a drop ball. We could have won the game there, too. We could have won the game here and there. There was penalties, flags, so be it. But that knelt ball in the end zone feels like blocking the back 2016, Brandon Banks bringing it back. It feels like it was that was the moment we all looked at each other and we thought that that ended it. Made it a three-point game. We tied the game. We went to overtime. Of course, we could have won it. You know, maybe it goes different if we catch that ball in the end zone. We win in overtime. Who knows what could have happened? But something about that play feels like 2016 all over again, blocking the back. And it's a tough loss. Proud of the team. Proud of the season. I'm a season ticket holder. Had a great year. We're going to be back next year. It's going to be fun. But this one hurts more than the last three before it. 2019, we got smoked. You know, the, the Great Cups before, we were big underdogs. Sure, we were underdogs tonight, but this this one hurts. We were at home, and the fans were really ready to celebrate tonight. And uh, this this one, this one sucks. But uh, my player of the game, I thought Masoli, Masoli was incredible coming in, and I was happy for him that he actually he came in after that and did so well. But I'm going to go off the board and say Brandon Banks. Every time he touched the ball tonight, he was electric. And it wasn't much, but we gave him sweeps, we gave him hooks. Every time he touched the ball, he was great. I don't know how much longer we have Brandon Banks, but... He, he was great tonight. I'm going to give my, my player of the game to Brandon Banks. All right. Appreciate the call, Mike. Thanks for calling in, and uh, enjoy the off season. Thank you. You too, man. Thank you. You do a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot. I mean, it is technically, if, if things go according to plan, let's forget the pandemic for a minute. If things go according to plan and we're back in June, this is going to be the shortest off season um, in a lot, well, really, in the history of the CFL, this is the, this is the latest that the Grey Cup has ever been played. So this is technically going to be the shortest off season ever. And who knows what's in store 
in 2022. Who knows who's going to be back or who they're going to bring in or who's going to coach this team? Because, you know, Orlando could go to Washington. He could go probably to a lot of places. Um, but the fact of the matter is this, this, this one really hurts. Matthew on Twitter, tough, tough loss for the boys. Biggest mistake tonight, in my opinion, was when they settled for a field goal on the three-yard line instead of going for it. Player of the game goes to the fans. And, yeah, I know, I know a lot of people are pointing to that single, the, the conceded single on the kickoff. And rightfully so, that's, you know, that's a game changer. But, you know, start of the fourth quarter, uh, instead of kicking a 10-yard field goal, which is basically automatic to go up 22-10, to 10, you're up 19-10. Uh, man, go for the TD. Let's go aggressive. Let's really put Winnipeg on their heels with the win at their back for the fourth quarter. And uh, instead, they went for the field goal. I, I will say this. I think it was Anthony... Uh, the Ottawa fan who brought it up uh, earlier on the coin toss, saying this game was won and, and lost at the coin toss. He's kind of half right, because when you look at the scoring breakdown, the Ticats scored 19 points with the wind at their back, N- not including overtime. In regulation, 19 points uh, with the wind at their back. They scored six points going into the wind. Winnipeg, with the wind at their back, scored 19 points. Going into the wind, Winnipeg scored six points. So... Yeah, the coin toss did play a factor in terms of momentum, I thought, and how each offense and defense had to respond to, uh, you know, the other team, obviously, that had the wind or didn't have the wind. Um, But both teams scored the exact same amount of points in uh, in those two cases. Mateo has been hanging on for a while. Mateo, welcome to the fifth quarter. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Yourself? Uh, I should be better. I hear you. I uh, I just have a couple complaints. I mean, I just I think we lack a killer instinct. Um, everyone's been calling in talking about how we were down there, you know, at the goal line. Could have gone for a touchdown twice. The place would have gone nuts if we scored at the end of the game instead of tying it up and going into overtime. Um, that alone, like Steinauer is just, he looks like he's dazed and confused out there. Like, Lacking that killer instinct, and then the, and then you got Tommy Condell, who just cannot go far south. He can only go left, right, west, east, and what are we doing? Like half the time, we're throwing the ball to the sideline, and then and then what? We got one yard gain. I mean, you go out, you finally address your running back situation with Don Jackson, and then you don't give him the ball. What the heck are they thinking? Yeah, well, tonight he uh, Don was not used as much as he should have been used. Fly, you know, period. I, no, I just the couple plays that we had with Don running the ball, we were successful. And I'm sorry, my last complaint, and I don't mean to be such a negative Nancy, but this hurt, this stung. Mazzoli, everyone's calling in saying he's player of the game. Well, have you ever seen Mazzoli play four quarters? Ever? I've never seen him play four quarters. Of football. He always shows up in one half or one quarter. And that's what he did tonight. He played one quarter of good football. Outside of that, he sucked. All right. Do you have a player of the game? Yeah, you got Callis for the halftime show. All right. Yeah, that's a good choice. Mateo, appreciate the call. Um, yeah, let's give it up for the Arkells. Now, I didn't see the halftime. I heard it. 
um, because I'm coming back to the to the uh, radio station at halftime. But uh, from what I heard, it sounded great. But yeah, great vote for the Arkells as player of the game, uh, performer of the game, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't say Masoli sucked, and he didn't have to play four quarters of the ball game tonight. You know, twenty of twenty-five. I think is more than decent. One eighty-five through the air. Okay, a little bit of a check mark there. Two TDs, the one pick in overtime. You know, he, I don't blame him for throwing the pick. I mean, that was a a hot potato. Goes off two guys before it's picked off, and that's the ball game. But I thought him coming in to the game, the way he performed compared to what we saw last week. Uh, you know, he got my player of the game vote. It was not easy for him to come in cold in a championship game and uh, try to get the job done. Um, at the end of the day, didn't get the job done, and the Ticats go down to defeat 33-25 against Winnipeg. Uh, let's go to Anthony at the top of the phone deck. Anthony, welcome to the show. Hi, Rick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for calling. Uh, just a couple of things. Uh First thing, I think also the 2005 Grey Cup, that went to overtime as well, Edmonton versus Montreal. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Just, Forgot about uh, that one. So, yeah, 38-36. And then, you know, like you said, Hamilton just didn't finish. They had ten. They had a 10-yard field goal and an 11-yard field goal. Uh, I mean, you have to be able to finish when you're that close to the, uh, the end zone. And then lastly, with uh, Tim White, you know, uh, I kind of feel bad uh, for him. He, he shouldn't be taking all the flack. That's because of injuries and whatnot. That's the first time he was back there returning kickoffs all year. And he, he muffed uh, one earlier for a single and then the one at the end. So maybe he just wasn't totally explaining the rules uh, or, or whatnot. But at the end of the day, I mean, when you get that close to the red zone, a 10 and 11 yard field goal, you have to finish. And we had the chance to do it with 15 seconds left. So. I think it was a great year. Uh, we were eight and six. It didn't look like, you know, especially after that Argo game, we lost thirty-one to twelve. Who would have thought we would have been in the Grey Cup? And uh, I, I think uh, it just was a great year, and I was happy to be at the game. And uh, thanks for everything that you do. Hey, you got it. Before you go, who's your player of the game tonight? I think we have to go with Mazzoli. He, he played well. He's twenty of twenty-five. He ran the ball well. He took care of the football. You know that that interception in overtime. We were desperation. It was like second and twenty. You know what are you going to do? And it just happen to end that way but uh hey as long as you have a quarterback in this league uh you have a chance to win the cup so hopefully they lock up either evans or mazzoli next year hopefully evans and then they can move forward we shall see anthony appreciate the call thanks rick uh george is the last man standing on our phone bank george go ahead you're on the fifth quarter yeah good evening rick how are you george well it's 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 stinging it really hurts uh rick Rick, I, uh, I just want to say um, that I hope the Ticats, with these back-to-back consecutive Grey Cup losses, don't become the Canadian version of the Buffalo Bills, who lost four straight Super Bowls. That would suck. Yeah, and, and, and don't be surprised if we're back in there again. Well, I think, I think the Cats are the best team in the East, and, yeah. it's, and it's not even close, to be honest. I mean, Toronto had a great year. But I don't know, I, just, I like... Hamilton's depth better. I like. I just like everything that Hamilton has done a little bit better than anybody else, at least in the East. Yeah, that's for sure. Who's your player of the game tonight, George? Well, honorable mention to Ted Laurent for showing up after emergency surgery, and the the defender of the Ticats, Kelly. I think was he had two interceptions. He did. Yep. Yeah, I think those were uh, game changers uh, for the Ticats. Yeah. 
Yeah, he played a great ball game. George, appreciate the call. Enjoy the offseason. Yeah, all the best. And just a, a side note here, I was watching a little bit of NFL before the CFL. Tony Romo, the gentleman who does the color commentary for the NFL CBS channel, Yeah, he makes $17 million a year. It's not bad. Yeah, for watching a football game. Yep. Wish okay. I got that much. <laughs> <laughs> all the best, Rick. You do a great job. Thank you, George. Seventeen million dollars to watch a football game. That is a great line. And you know what? Uh, Yeah, no, I don't get anywhere anywhere close to what uh, Tony Romo gets, and that's probably (laughs) that's probably a good. I I can only laugh because you know it's funny. Um, uh, We do have another caller, and that is Bob, who's called in the fifth quarter. Hello, Bob. Hey, Rick. How you doing? I'm good. I'm just laughing at the seventeen million I don't have. Yeah. Well. then you should say it's it should be equal pay for equal equal work, right? I mean, you're, that, you're yeah, up, you're totally right. I mean, I'll I'll you know I'll I'll speak up for you if you want, no problem. <laughs> well, you can speak up about tonight's ball game. What did you think? Yeah, well, actually, I'm very disappointed. Obviously, like a lot of people are. Um, I I just found the penalty um, parade. What it, it doesn't seem right to me that there was a few plays tonight where there was penalties against Hamilton but I saw two two infractions on the same play and only the one against Hamilton gets called which is a little up, upsetting obviously um, getting back to the single points on the kickoffs uh, I know it's the first one I thought why is he standing at, at the five or seven yard line why was he in the end zone waiting for it you know it was over his head the first one Maybe he went back for the second one obviously but why was he so shallow on the first one yeah, great question. I, I don't know. Find the answer. I'd probably be coaching the team. Well, they're they're maybe an open next year. Well, yeah, they're not going to be any any better if I'm on the sideline. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a lot of plays that could have been and would have been and should have been, and there was so many close calls. And it's it's nice they were into the game right to the end, but they could have put it away in the fourth quarter earlier. Like I'd say, if if they had gone for that uh, touchdown on third down instead of settling for the short field goal again, you know. Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. Bob, who's your player of the game tonight? Oh, Lord, that's a tough one. Um, the defense played, I mean, they didn't allow a touchdown for 55 minutes, so give them, give them credit there. They, you know, they did hold Winnipeg, a very powerful offense. You know, so the Hamlin defense, they all played a great game tonight. All right, appreciate the call. Enjoy the offseason, Bob. Okay, thanks, Rick. Take care. We'll talk to you next year. You got it. Uh, a couple more minutes. If you do want to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. You can email rick at 900chml.com. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Um, you know, one of those games that a lot of things happened and uh, one or two plays here and there could have easily changed the trajectory of the ball game. Nick on Twitter says a play no one is talking about is the second half when the Ticats returner muffed the kickoff or punt that went out of bounds in the end zone for a point. If he catches the ball, the Ticats win the ball game. Player of the game is Masoli. Uh, Teresa writes, if we hadn't given up one point and had terrible field position and not scored, we would have lost. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Given our player losses, we played amazing. Great job, Ticats. Masoli, player of the game. Uh, Sean, if any Ticats fans are looking for a new team, another disappointing season, come join the Double Blue. I think I read that one already. I think he put it on uh, Facebook as well. Dave is going to have the last call here on the fifth quarter here in 2021. Dave, go ahead. Hi, Rick. I, I just have, I have three comments. I was at the game tonight, long-time suffering uh, 
uh, fan, and I apologize for all other CFL or Tiger Cat fans because every single Tiger Cat championship I've been at, they've lost. So I'm not sure if it's me or not. But uh, three things. One is, why did the CFL put Andre Prue as the referee when he has made so many bad calls for us? Or uh, maybe it's not him, but his team. You know, we know about BC. We know about the semifinals where the, the CFL actually apologized for blowing the call. So I, I just thought that was such a bad situation. And, of course, the phantom roughing call in the fourth quarter was really important because if we make that first down and we're marching down the field, who knows? They don't get the field goal or we get another point. Something could have happened there. That was a, an important thing. And the last thing is not the single point, but the fact that they didn't take the ball at the 35. What I, I That one I can't understand. I mean, I was at the game. I mean, it was windy. So Yeah, so within have... within three minutes, uh, you don't have that option. Oh, is that what it is? Okay, so thanks. Yeah, I'd actually forgotten that. that rule myself, to be honest. Okay, so we didn't have a choice. And I guess then we were in a situation, Tim White just doesn't understand the rules that it's not the NFL. You get a point if you kneel. Or he's told to kneel. We we don't know. We'll we'll have to find yeah, that out in the days true. to come. That's true. Anyway, I, it was a, it was a great game. There were a lot of chances for Hamilton to win. I just feel so so bad that my jinx continues to haunt the Tiger Cats. When they won in '99, I had tickets for the game, but I couldn't go. That's insane. <laughs> Dave, you're more than welcome to go to Regina or stay here in Hamilton in 2023. I'm sure one of these times the Cats will get it done. It's got to happen. Thanks so much for uh, the hosting the fifth quarter. I, I, I love it every every week when I listen to it. And the one thing I do want to say that no one has said throughout the season is that Chris Van Zyl is very, very important to the Tiger Cats. Did you notice how much our offense improved? Once he came back off the injury list. Yeah, no one was talking about Willie Jefferson or, or uh, um, Jackson Jeffco tonight. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, that's because of uh, Chris Van Zyl. Dave, uh, appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, we get a run. And uh, I, I want to thank one and all for calling, emailing, tweeting, um, sharing messages on CHML's Facebook page as well. A heck of a night. Player of the Game, voted by you, the fans. Brought to you by Metalogic's Complete Mental Management is Jeremiah Masoli in a 33-25 Winnipeg victory tonight in overtime as the Bombers go back-to-back as Grey Cup champions. Our fifth quarter fan of the night, he called in early tonight. Alan, extremely passionate, had great things to say, a lot of venom in his call, but we do appreciate his passion and excitement. The big play of the game, the overtime winner, Caleros to Darvin Adams in OT to clinch another Cup title for Winnipeg. Well, that's it for me for another season. Uh, Thanks for coming along the ride all season long here in 2021. It was a very different year. It was an exciting year, but it was not the year of the Ticats tonight. Bombers 33-25 in OT win the Grey Cup. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford all season long here on 900 CHML. Where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google podcast and wherever you get your favorite podcast i'm rick samprin thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast it's free so you never miss an episode and make sure you rate and review